0: This is episode 174 of the Beyond the Food Show. Today, we talk about how we need to stop letting our past define our future. I failed so many times before. Why would it be different this time? I said this probably a thousand times. If that's you, stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodzier, clinical nutritionist. I reverse my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing: that willpower, discipline and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. This is a great moment. I wouldn't be any happier right now if I was skinnier, if my body looked different. It's truly been a beautiful process. This has been life-changing, and I am really grateful that I didn't wait another year. If you think that you're gonna come into this and lose 20 pounds and eat perfectly for the rest of your life, then it's the wrong thing. But if you think you're gonna come into this and have a life-changing experience, then it's worth every penny and more. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is the result of a lifelong journey in searching for my solution. All along, the solution was right there in front of me. And it's also right there for you, inside of you. You just want to eat normally, have a normal body, perhaps weigh less. You're looking for the solution to eat less, stop overeating, perhaps binging, maybe stop the endless desire to eat what is forbidden the sugar craving and you keep searching searching for the answer as to why your body doesn't want to collaborate with you and you've tried it all willpower discipline mental strength over exercising all the diet while shaming yourself and your body in hope that it would give you what you so desperately desire what i desired the most i thought was weight loss but really what i wanted was to fit in to be accepted, to be loved, to be happy unconditionally. What I didn't realize during the 25 years of dieting was that suffering was not necessary, that the answer was right there inside of me. But I refused to see it and accept it because it didn't fit with what I was told the solution was. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is a 14 week journey towards creating and discovering your own solution. Think of it as the university level course that will teach you what you need to know to finally get what you desire the most. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is a lifetime program that will show you what you need to heal, why, You eat because that's the real issue, and will teach you a new way of engaging with food from a place of intuition, resulting in a brand new way of how to eat. The outcome of the Going Beyond the Food Academy is what you eat becomes normal, easy, and simple. Ditching dieting and becoming a normal eater. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself, be empowered by me as your teacher in our amazing community to make the change you know you need to make. Head over to stephaniedoziercom academy right now. So the Academy has helped me figure out, like you said, feel it, don't fight it. I actually know that if I feel my feelings, I'm gonna survive. It's gonna be okay. I can sit with those and nothing bad is gonna happen to me. Ladies, welcome back. Stephanie here, and this episode is a personal one. And it is a last minute episode in which something triggered me to share this aspect of my life with you and how I processed it in my own life and how I came out of it. And I'll share with you where this is coming from, but I want you to pay real attention here if you're someone who has failed before and you're struggling of seeing that the future can be any different. And what I'm going to share with you is a mindset approach. It has nothing to do with actual physical element in your life. It's all between your two ears. So what happened in my past, I use it to learn but it doesn't define my future anymore. I use what happens in my past to inspire me, to teach me, to bring something positive in my life instead of being in a state of fear. Now, a little bit background has to... How this, I decided to open up the microphone and literally it's a Sunday afternoon. I never record podcasts on Sunday. It is Sunday, January 13th, actually, and it's a 24 hours post the Academy announcing their scholarship winner for the winter semester. So every time we open the Academy for a group setting, we also offer a scholarship and we just announced it. And part of the process of selecting the winner of the scholarship is me going through every single scholarship application and reading what the women submitting their name is telling us. And there's seven in-depth questions that they have to answer. And I'm going to share one application and that one application is what triggered us to or me, would I rather say, doing this episode? So, here's the first question that is part of the process of the application What personal struggle do you want to address by joining the academy? The lady is to answer I have tried so many diets and programs and have failed that I can bear go to my husband with another program, especially one that costs $800 plus. The podcast and the free material really speak to me, but I just cannot afford the fee. So the second question I ask is, what is the goal you want to achieve by the end of the program if you are selected? I so desire to learn why I can't stop eating and feeling like crap. I know it's all in my head. I know what to eat for my body. I just can't make the mental connection. I'm so tired, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I'm saying that to show you the level of emotion in this woman. The last question is, what is hindering you financially to enroll in the academy? I simply can't go to my husband with yet another magic pill, he won't understand. Does that sound familiar to you? That is letting our past failure define our future. She's failed so many times before, just like me, going on all the diet possible, not working, not working, not working, and then projecting judgment from her husband, but also a potential failure that she can't bear going to her life partner and even attempting to do it again. Here's the thing. We can be that woman that wake up tomorrow morning and that says, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do this by my own moral, by my own value. I'm going to be honest with myself because I decide that this is me. And because I decide that who I am in the past is not what I will be in the future. I am not all the times that I fail, that I've binged, that I overeat. I am not the times where I had a choice to do something for my health and I didn't do it. I am not all the times that I dropped the ball. It is not me. My past is not who I am and who I will be in the future. I am the person who learns a great deal from the experience in my past. I am the person who processes internally these experience correctly. So that I can have a happier, healthier, and more confident life. That's who I can be. If we don't let the past guide our choices. If we don't let the past make the choices about our future. If we don't let our failure define us. That was one of the most resistance learning that I had in the last eight years of my life. I was thought by my caregiver, by my parent, to let the past define me and judge me against what I had accomplished and what I had achieved. That if I failed, it meant that I was the problem. That the whole world will see my failure and that I was unacceptable for having failed. That's why I worked so hard not to fail. I worked so hard that I completely exhausted myself, collapsed my health, and ended up in a hospital bed at 36 years old. Why? Because I thought that my past defined who I was and who I would be. And that failure was absolutely unacceptable. It took a lot of work to accept what I'm about to teach you today. A lot of tears, a lot of pain, a lot of facing my fear. I thought that the more... I focused on my failure and the more I thought about my failure and how I could have done something different, how could, I could, I wish I had, I could, I would, I wish I could, would change the perspective of the world on my failure. Or when I say the world, I talk about my closed environment, right? My family, my partner, my work colleagues, That I could maybe redeem myself enough to have people forget my failure. The problem is, when we live our life under this model, we spend our life in suffering. Because we think, again, that our past will define our future. And when we think like that, we never create anything positive about our future because we are in a constant state of suffering. The truth is our past guides or should guide our current choices. We should look at our past, at our failure, at our mistake, at things that we didn't do well and say, huh, What happened there? That's what I do today. If I drop the ball on something, or even this is coming up for me right now, as I share all my suffering and my life with you, that's what I do, right? I'm completely transparent with you. And I share everything that was a failure, that was a mistake, the place that I struggle. And the reason why I'm capable to do that is because I don't judge my past. Otherwise, I would never be transparent about my past because I would be so ashamed of my failure. Just think about my addiction podcasts, right? For those who have not listened, I did a podcast on with an addiction specialist and I literally shared with everyone everything that I've ever been addicted in my whole life. If, if I was like that, if I continued to be like that, I would never be able to do this because I would be ashamed of having been addicted to drugs or having not been addicted to cigarette, or haven't been addicted to food. The reason why I'm able to do what I do today and to create the life that I'm into is because I look back and say, huh, what happened there? What can I learn from that? How can I make me a better version of myself based on my failure? When it comes to weight loss, I didn't have this mindset until probably thirty-eight and thirty-nine. So what did I do? I went on a diet every five to six years, lost a bunch of weight, gain it all back, thinking I was the problem. And then what did I manifest it? More failure than the next time I tried to lose weight again. Went back on the diet because I thought the diet worked. I don't, I'm the one who's broken, not the diet. So let's enter the cycle again. Let's lose the weight and let's, hopefully this time it's going to work because I'm going to fix me by making it more complicated. That's how I did it. Hence how I ended up to ketogenic lifestyle. So complicated and so restrictive because I'm the problem and I failed, so there must be something wrong with me. What I was able to do is to look back and say, huh, the problem is not me. The problem is the diet. The diet doesn't work, right? So we talked about that in podcast 173 and the upcoming podcast 175. Because I learned, I was able to make different choices. I was able to say, well, hmm, diet doesn't work, right? Repeated that I don't want to say hundreds of times, but dozens of time, and it didn't work. So I'm not going to try it again. That would be complete insanity. So let me try something else. Let me learn about this thing called intuitive eating. Right? And then I was able to make different choices and landed in a completely different place. In a place where I wanted to be. In this place of food freedom. When we look at our past and we project our failure from the past into our future, we get in a complete state of disempowerment. We don't feel that we have the power in our life. Instead, we are the victim of our past. We don't have control on our life. When we shift our mindsets, and allow to not judge our past and to not take our failure as the future of our life. We are able to take our power back. We are able to feel in control of our life and to feel empowered to have a different future. And that is a huge steps towards self-compassion. So let me ask you a few questions and maybe you want to write them down. Like if you are close to a piece of paper and a pen, you may want to write them down and later on journal about them or reflect upon them or meditate around them, whatever your thing is. What if you stopped beating yourself up about what you did or didn't do? What would happen? What if you stop wishing that things were different from the way they were? What would happen? What if you didn't assume that the past failure in your life are who you are? What would happen? What if you choose to let the past be the past? what would happen? Every ounces of energy you spend beating yourself up is an ounce of energy that is diverted from your growth. So I look forward to hearing from you about this quick journaling exercise and to see what would be possible in your life if you stop beating yourself up about what Happen in your past. So what I'm going to share with you next. Is what I did to change that aspect of who I was. To change how I perceived what happened in my past. To change my judgment upon my failure. What did I do in a very step by step approach. I know a lot of you love that. So I'm going to give you four step of what I did in my life to change that and how I continue to do those four step. Even when I fail today, right? When I launch a program and nobody buys or when I create a new blog post and nobody reads it. Or when I consult with someone, this happened just Friday afternoon, today's Sunday, someone booked a call with me, a breakthrough session call with me to know about our upcoming coaching program. And at the end of the call, she said, well, it's not for me. I want to lose weight. This is not for me. If you are stuck in this whole, the past defines me, which I was for years in the past, I would have collapsed and said, Oh my God, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with my program? And it's not that. And then I just what spiral down and I would have consumed a lot of food because I felt terrible because of my failure. So how do I deal with those situations today? That's what I'm going to cover now. Before that, I just want to remind you that we do have a upcoming training session, a brand new live workshop that is going to happen on January 22nd, if you're listening live. And the title of this workshop is Smart Women Don't Diet, Here's What They Do Instead. It's not about what, how, and when we eat, rather why we urge to eat. The end of this workshop, you're gonna come out feeling confident in your body right now without having to lose anything. You can register for that workshop at stephaniedoze.com slash workshop. We're also gonna cover in that workshop at the end the going to be on the food academy program, which is currently open for registration. So now that this quick marketing announcement is done, let's go to the four things or the four steps that I did to stop the past defining me and to stop perceiving my failure as something that was defining me as a failure. Number one, I opened my mind. I was willing to accept a different perspective. I had to be willing to start seeing my failure differently. I had to be willing to change. And that's often where the process stopped for people. And I know that's where it stopped for me till the age of probably 39. I was so stubbornly, And I can say that with a laugh. I was so stubbornly stuck into believing that our past defined who we were and defined our future. I didn't want to let go. And I was reading all this spiritual stuff and this like philosophy stuff. And I was going to therapy and I was seeing coaches and I was holding on to this belief for dear life. Yet I was spending thousands of dollars on all those peoples trying to help me, but I didn't want to let go. So the first step is you have to be willing to let go. You have to be willing to face your fear of letting go. You have to be willing to enter into this brand new space of seeing your past differently. Once I let go of that and I was willing to face my fear and see a different perspective, then I started to reflect on my past and my experience and my failure. And I asked myself, what can I learn from this? Why has this happened in my life? PSA, big note here. Why is this happening in my life? The answer can never be because I'm broken, because I am the victim of the world, because I am so not good enough that there's no choice, but this misery is going to continue to happen to me. That can never be the answer to that question. (laughs) That's when you know you need to go back to step one and let go. So what can I learn from this? Why does this happen in my life? What is it trying to teach me? So when we look at weight loss, what the question that I had to do and look back and the dozens of times in which I had lost weight, gained back, went on a diet, I had to ask myself, why was I a victim of that? And the outcome of that question was, I was the victim of the diet industry, I chose up to the age of 38 to chase weight loss instead of health. And that landed me in a hospital, right? I held the belief that willpower was the answer when it wasn't. So I kept repeating the cycle. So those events kept happening in my life to teach me that willpower and dieting wasn't the answer. Yet I was never learning the lesson. So I kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it and repeating it because I wasn't learning the lesson that this failure was trying to teach me. I kept beating myself up. I kept believing that I was broken. Yet that wasn't the answer. That wasn't truth. So I kept repeating the cycle so what did I learn from the dozens of diets that I was on in the dozens of time that I regained the weight is that health is not a result of weight loss. Thinness is not happiness. That there's nothing wrong with me. That it's not about willpower. I learned all those things. Each and every one of those failure in my past was trying to teach me that, That's why it kept happening. So through the second step of reflecting from my past and asking what is it there for me to learn, I came up with all those pieces. I learn from my past. I learn and I let my past be my teacher just like when you go in school and you sit on that little desk and you're listening to this teacher at the front of you, trying to teach you and embed into you knowledge. I was open to see that my past failure were trying to teach me something. And I was open to this information. So when I learn and I was willing to see that my past failure with dieting and with weight and with binge eating, all that stuff that I shared with you before, I was then able to make different decisions and different choices. So for example, instead of chasing weight loss, I decided to chase health. Instead of white knuckling myself to change, through beating myself up, judging, shaming, I decided to be compassionate and loving towards myself. Therefore, if I'm loving and compassionate towards myself, I can't engage in dieting and suffering and restriction anymore because I've decided that I have learned from my past that that doesn't work, that I need to change. Therefore, I need to take a different approach. I realize and learn that having a hundreds negative thoughts about my body resulting in shaming myself for the way my body was for my height for my weight for my cellulite for my loose skin wasn't getting me where I wanted to be that repeating that was not going to be any different the next year or the next month or the next day That didn't work. I learned that. I accepted that. And then I worked on accepting my body. I decided to stop shaming myself. And then I discovered the movement of body positivity. And then I created body neutrality through my program and the learnings and the therapy and all this stuff that I did. I developed this process called body neutrality. Body neutrality would have never been created If I looked in my past and seen my past as a failure and thinking that that was going to define my future. The only reason why body neutrality was born was because I was able to look at my past, learn from it, and let it be my teacher. Bottom line, I started to make different choices instead of repeating cycle. So let me recap four steps. Be open, be willing to change. Step two, reflect on your past and see your failure as your teacher. Third, learn from your past and make different choices. And the last piece is get up and try again. Because you know what? Perfection doesn't exist and the first choice that I made when I realized that diet didn't work, that I needed to chase health, I went into a path that wasn't successful, that I needed to learn again, right? I didn't get to intuitive eating and body neutrality right away. Trust me, I tried to a whole bunch of stuff. That's why I'm a teacher, right? That's why I teach about this stuff, because I tried so many things. I went down the path of therapeutic wellness program with very complicated protocol of supplements and treatments and this and that. And again, spent thousands of dollars on seeing specialists and doctors and thinking that, okay, I'm not going to diet, I'm not going to restrict, but... There has to be a metabolic issue in my body. There has to be something super complicated that causes me to not be able to lose weight, even when I don't diet. Process people, right? Get up and try again because you're going to fail again. But every time that I fail, I was asking myself the question, what is there to learn from this? What can I learn from this and make different choices? And I kept making a different choices. So I got up and tried again, And again, and again, and again, because my success was my responsibility, mine, and only mine. I hope this is going to help you see your past failure overall in your life, or at this point, strictly around dieting and weight loss and body shaming differently. Keep asking yourself the question, what is there for me to learn? And my students right now are probably giggling because that's what we do 60% of the time on our coaching call, right? They'll come up with a problem, a challenge in their life. And then the first question that I'll ask them is, well, what is there for you to learn in that? And then I force them to think about what just happened in their life, the mistake, the failure, differently. I coach them, I coach them, I coach them. And then it comes to a point of hearing that so many times that they start doing it by themselves and then they become someone that learns from their past instead of letting it define their future. That's what we do in our program. That's what we do in our coaching program. Now, if you're someone right now who is able to take what I just taught you and apply it step-by-step, move forward with success. Great. Here's a couple more resources for you, self-sufficient ladies. Number one, I want you to go back and listen to Podcast 149, people-pleasing, huge thing that prevent people from moving forward. So back to my scholarship applicant, who I know to be an avid listener of the podcast, the part about her husband in there, is that people-pleasing aspect. So she, A, yes, is letting failure define her. Two, she's wanting to please her husband more than to please herself, help herself, heal herself. The value system that she's holding on to makes other more important than her. So to this lady... And to any of you struggling with that, Podcast 149. Around the money and the financial thing, I would refer you to Podcast 151, right? I don't have money. There's not enough money. I can't justify the money. The whole money piece, 151. I get it, Stephanie. I get all of this. I just don't have the courage to make those decisions, Right, I don't have the courage to come out to my husband and say, this is what I'm going to do. Podcast 152. For people who struggle in admitting that there's nothing wrong with them, just like I was, right? Stubborn, holding on to the fact that I must be broken. Podcast 147 and 151. 147 is what got you here won't get you there. Podcast 151 is about boosting your self-confidence. So go rework on all those podcasts, jot down those four steps and start applying it in your life. And then you will get to a place where you will go into a zone of growth and transformation and constantly becoming a better version of yourself. If you're someone who needs help, just like I did, right? Been to therapy, hired a whole bunch of coach, seen a whole bunch of people, did a whole bunch of course. If you're someone like me who needs help making the transition from where you are and where you want to be and you need more accountability, more step-by-step, more support, then that's what we do, right? That's, I do this podcast for free, but I also have coaching program, right? So the going to be on the food academy is a coaching program that we will support you to applying all those principles currently open until January 27th, accepting new students. If you're not sure, come to the live workshop on January 22nd. So two options depending who you are and what works well for you. So this is it, lady. You are not your pasts. Your pasts, failure, are your best teacher. I hope you enjoy it. We've got Podcast 175 coming up. That is part two of our awaited episode, So You Want to Lose Weight?, So stay tuned for that, it's gonna come up in a few days. I love you, and I look forward to see you on that podcast 175, coming up very shortly. Do you wish your relationship to food and perhaps your body was easier? Do you wish you could make peace with food and your body? Most women will describe the state of being as having food freedom. And likely you've tried, potentially everything, to get there. And you are certain that something is seriously wrong with you. Maybe you're thinking that more restriction has to be the solution. I get it. And trust me, I've been there too for almost 27 years. You see what most struggling women never ever realize is that how you engage with food in your body has little to do with food itself. Sadly, most women rely on outdated strategy like restriction and willpower and discipline as their solution. Things like the black and white mindset, the diet pills, the cheat day to control their urges. But you and I know that has nothing to do with food freedom. So that's why I want to share with you the assessment that I use in my clinic with my one-on-one client to identify what is holding them back from food freedom. And quite frankly, it's different from anything you've done before. I've created the Food Freedom Score, this assessment tool to give you an idea of where you should be focusing on. During this quiz, I'm going to take you through 10 simple yes or no questions that will allow you to assess the sticky point with your relationship with food and your body. Plus, I'll coach you at the end on specific steps you need to take to move forward to get your food freedom. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself and create a new relationship with food and your body, head over to stephaniedozier.com slash quiz, and I'll see you on the other side.